Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. And Davening the Maila for all the relatives of here that they left behind. This week we'll read Pasha's Vayera. Ironically, the date this Shabbos, Yud Zayin Marcheshvin, the day when the Marble began. The floods, the rain began in Yezayin Marcheshvin. Which, of course, is interesting because Yezayin is Gematria Toiv, which is good. So it's ironic that on the day of Toiv of the month, the flood should begin on the world. Today, Yudalad Marcheshvin. has its own connotations, its own milestones we're not going to be going into. Focus this week will be on Pasha. Pasha Vayera, very, very rich Pasha. And obviously we've spoken about Hashem many times, Pasha Vayera. Avram sits out on his journey in Pasha's Lech Lecha. At the end of Lech Lecha, Avram Avinu commits himself to a pact, an everlasting pact between him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu between him and his all his future generations and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, <coughs> the wonderful mitzvah of Bris Mila. At the time he also takes his son Yishmael and he gives him a Bris as well. Fast forward Not by much. As a matter of fact, since he had his bris, fast forward three days. On the third day, interesting, there's a tradition amongst the, I guess, Polish chassidim, Polish chassidim, and the Hungarian chassidim. On the third day after bris, they make a very big meal as well. It's called Shlishi Lamila. One of the simple reasons behind it is because that's when the child is in the most pain after the third day. And we learned this from this week's Parsha. Avram Avinu was sitting outside his tent. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took the sun out of its shade, and the healing powers of the sun 
were healing Avram Avinu. Who had just had his bris three days before. However, when the sun comes out of its shade, which will only be in the time of Mashiach, if we think it's hot today, or if it ever gets hot in anywhere that you've been, in anywhere that you've visited, that's with the sun with behind its shade. The sun doesn't have its shade on it. It's a pretty serious situation. So Avram is sitting in the sun. So aside from the fact that it's sitting and healing Avram mm-hmm. Avino, it is also deterring anyone from going out onto the out of their tents or onto any journeys, any walks, any anything. So whereas Avram Avinu was in the heart of the desert, but he located a situation, <coughs> sorry, he found himself a locale, which many, many people walk through, a popular path, road, whatever you would call it at the time. And the passerbys were always multiple, and there were always me- many, multiple, many passerbys, and Avram Vinu had four entrances to his tent from all four sides, welcoming guests all the time. And when a guest sat down, he was given food and drink, and he was well sated. And Avram Vinu said, Now bless Hakadish Baruchu for eating your food. Bench Hakadish Baruch Bench the Ebrister. This is what he's talking about. So there's one Creator of the world, one God, and you have to thank Him for the food that you received. In the past, some some passerby said, "Okay, what do you want me to say?" And he told them, "The Birchas Hamazin, as it might have been before." the blessing after meal, the grace after meal, as it might have been said before, our sages constituted the different parts. Obviously everything is before, because Avram lived before the time of the receiving of the Torah. What happens if the person refuses? I'm not going to bench. Avram had a solution to that. Today they would call it probably blackmail. But all it was, was the way of Avram. He said, okay, you don't want to bless God, I have no problem, pay your bill. My bill, of course. You ate, I gave you food, I gave you drink, all the hospitality, why do you think it's free? And the person was still adamant. I refused to bench. Then he was given this exorbitant price to pay. Obviously, he turned around and said, uh, 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 It's fine. 
I'll binge God, I'll bless God. I'm not paying that price. Tushav Ram was quite satisfied. What was that? And this way, Avram Avinu would sit and serve God and see to it that others did as well. Today, on this day that we're talking about now, Parsha, the third day after Avram's Bismillah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we said before, took the sun out of the shade and there were no passerbys. There no, without passerbys, there's no hospitality. Without hospitality, Avram Vidu just felt inept. He felt, I, I can't exist without, without passerbys, without hospitality, without dealing and giving and feeding people. So he sat outside his tent a little bit despaired, a little bit disparagingly, a little bit painfully. More than the pain of the bris was the pain of not being able to serve guests. And lo and behold, he gets a visitor. God Almighty comes to visit Avram Avinu. And God is visiting him as one visits the sick. And suddenly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu realizing how painful it was for Avram not to have guests, sent three angels. They were actually sent on a mission, each one had their own mission, but they were sent three, three angels walking by and they looked like people. What are angels? Let us try to dissect this idea, this concept a little bit. During Shashis Mebiracious, during the six days of creation, God created the heaven and the earth. We know, as human beings, as earthlings, as people living on this world, what happened with this world? The people, the animals, the growing, whatever grows, whatever, the water, everything goes on in the world. But the Tate also says, Rejus Baralikim as a Shemaim, Shemaim, he created the heaven. What was the heaven for? The clouds? They're not always there. The sky that we look up at? What is it? Up until a couple of decades ago, we were down here and that was up there. Yes, we have the astronomers that invented and made with their uh, periscopes, etc. And they saw the whole solar system. Amazing. But what's Shemaim? That's not Shemaim. That's not the heavens. 
the heavens as we know them are where many different things are situated Elam Haba for example world to come Gan Eden Garden of Eden Rahman al I guess the opposite this goes on in heaven HaKadosh Baruch is a storage house of all the souls in the Shamas, which technically, according to many Svarim, have already finished that storage house. They've all been down here at least once. So, he owes us already to be Mashiach. The heavenly courts, as we know them, where the decrees and the blessings are bestowed upon us, And also, at one point in time, in the heaven, dwellers are known as angels, malachim. Not every malach gets a mission. The Jews on this earth, doing mitzvahs, studying Torah, and davening, praying are greater than the angels above in heaven. And it's brought down, what is the prayer that the Jews say? Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echad Here, O Israel, God is our God, God is one. So first they say the two words, Shema Yisrael, and then they say Hashem, Elekeinu, God is our God. They mention already God's name after two words. The angels also pray daily. And the angels' prayer is Kadesh, Kadesh, Kadesh Hashem Tzivakais. Holy, holy, holy God of our sovereign sovereignty. So in order for the angels to pronounce God's name, they have to say three words, Kadesh, Kadesh, Kadesh. Whereas B'nai Yisrael only say two. And we know the Medish that tells us that when Moshe went above, Moshe Rabbeinu, to receive the Teda, the angels protested and wanted the Teda to remain above, in, the, in heaven with them. And they were on fire. They were fiery angels. They were a very scary bunch. Needless to say, Moshe Rabbeinu, being a ben Adam, a human being, was quite frightened. He thought they would consume him. HaKadosh Baruch said, Hold on to my holy throne, to the leg of my throne. <coughs> they cannot harm you if you are holding on. And answer them. To which Moshe answers them, and there are several different things that the Midrash tells us how he answered. That's not relevant for right now. We discussed it in a year prior to Matantera, actually.
So Malachim, angels as we know them, are given certain missions and certain jobs. No angel is given more than one job. And therefore these three angels each have their own mission on this world. But Avram sees them and he tells God, <laughs> he's talking to God now, and God, he tells God, excuse me, I've got guests. And he jumps up and he runs, as painful as it was for him and all the pain that he was in, he runs to greet the angels. What is this telling us? What message is this happening, relaying to us? <clears throat> Rashi explains, Vayeda Elov Hashem, when a God appeared to Avram, Rashi explains, Levaker Es Hachayla, to come visit the ill. And then Rashi tells us, that there was a Tana, his name was Rabbi Chama Bar Chanino. Rabbi Chama Bar Chanino says, Yem Shlishi Limilose Hoya, this was the third day after his circumcision. Uba Kodesh Barachon and the Almighty came, the Shoal Beshleme asked him, How you doing? Asked him how he was. We need to understand. What does Rashi come to teach us when he tells us the words Quoting Chama Barachanina, that Akadosh Baruch Hu came and asked how Avram was. It says already he came the Vakere to pay a visit to the sick. So why is Rashi adding he came to ask him how he was? We know that's what he was doing. First, let's understand. The Gemara tells us the fact that Akash Baruch Hu came to visit Avraham is a lesson in life. Since Torah, as we said many times, is Loshen Hayro'o, a lesson, a life lesson. Torah came here to give us a lesson for each and every one of us. How to continue and how to follow the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu of God. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to visit the sick, as it says, Hashem Mamrei, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared to Avram Avinu in Eilene Mamrei. So too, if you keep your score at home, it's a Gemara in Saita, Yudalit Amir Aleph, 14 side 1. 
so too, each and every person has an obligation to visit the sick. Scratch my head. Something here doesn't fit. Because if you keep your score at home, actually, the Gemara Nidorim Lametes Amit Beis, and the Gemara Bab Metziah Lamet Amit Beis, 39 side 2 in Nidorim, and 30 side 2 in Bab Metziah. And the Gemara cites there, Talmud cites, Shkasha Ben Gilei Shal Hachayla Bolavakri. When a Ben Gilei, Ben Gilei would be referred to as someone, a person's age or a person's a peer, a peer of a person, comes to visit him while he's ill in Achman al-Islan. He takes away from the sickness a sixtieth of the, of the disease. And he helps out with the healing. Since the ill person has such pleasure that his peer, his friend, his person that he gets along with so well, came to visit him, therefore it gives him strength and helps him heal. That's what's derived from the Yamada, and that we have to visit the sick. So it's understood in that case, Fakarj Baruch Hu came to visit Avram, they were not at the least bit peers. I mean, hello, this is God, and this is the created person who has a mother and father in this world. Whereas Fakarj Baruch Hu is to Uma Shal Yisrael, as a twin to the Eden, as Medrashim say on Shirashirim, to Umasi making reference to God and the Jews, and the opposite. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to visit Avram Vinu, <laughs> how much faster could a person be healed? God Himself came to visit Him. And this should have healed the whole the whole system, the whole thing here, the whole mila and everything. If that's the case, how is it possible to learn from here that HaKadosh Baruch Hu visited Avram as a sick person, and from here we should learn that we visit the sick people? Because the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu visited him definitely healed him. And, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not Ben Gile, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not one of his fellow peers. And yet, he heals him entirely. He, he, he helps him along with being healed. So, and what are we learning? We're learning that we should go to visit our peers, because when we visit our peers, when they are ill, we take away one-sixtieth of the sickness. But HaKadosh Baruch not being a peer, how did he help? More than that, we can't learn out at all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even a Ben Giloi, 
of the sick person, a peer of the sick person, that takes the 60th of the sickness. For when HaKadosh Baruch Hu visited the sick person, he took the entire sickness. But not only took the sickness, it didn't affect him. Didn't affect him. When a person comes to visit his friend, his peer, he what is he doing? He's taking away a sixtieth of the sickness. He's taking it to himself. If that's the case, there's no proof here. The fact that Kadosh Baruch Hu came to visit, that a regular person should visit and put himself in a situation where he takes away, walks away one sixtieth of the disease that the person has. Therefore, we need to focus on the stress of what Rashi writes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu v'shayel b'shleimei. Shal b'shleimei. HaKadosh Baruch Hu came and asked about his well-being. Rashi, why is he saying this? Telling us that the visit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not just healing Avram Avinu, for immediately after, one of the three angels that came to heal Avram Avinu was Malach Rafael. The fall, because it's a, the word of Refua. And he healed Avram Vinu. That was his mission to come heal Avram Vinu. So Akash Baruch was not there for that. It makes no sense that Akash Baruch came a minute before he came to take away one sixtieth of the sickness. Therefore, Rashi says, No, Barakash Baruch That Akash Baruch came and just asked him how he is doing. The idea, the concept of Bikachelim, of Akadosh Baruch Hu, was Gemilas Chasadim. Kindness. An act of kindness. Of goodness and kindness. Not for going and to make him better, to heal him. And that's the case. It comes out better now to learn Bikachelim, Bikachelim, Akadosh Baruch Hu, to every Jew. The visitation of Akadosh Baruch Hu, it's a wonderful lesson for each and every Jew. Even if he doesn't have in his strength the capacity to take away one sixtieth, because he's not a fellow peer of this person, still in all, coming to visit the sick just to ask how they're doing is a mitzvah which HaKadosh Baruch Hu teaches us very openly with his visit to Avraham Avinu. To add a little bit to this point, Rashi said two things. He came to visit the sick, and then he says, he came to ask how he's doing. This is Gemara, and it teaches us, and these two teachings are actually, although one of them is quoted directly, one isn't, but they're both from Rabbi Chama Berchanina. And they are hand in hand. For in order that the visit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu should not just be to heal, just to ask how he's doing, therefore we can learn from here and teach each and every Jew to visit the sick and to ask how he's doing. Perhaps we can say that this gives the reason of Rashi 
the reason why Rashi quotes the person that says it. Not always Rashi brings down. Sometimes it's Isa Bigmara, Isa here says here, it says there. It doesn't always quote the person by his name. This is now going to show you a the richness of Rashi. The wonders how every word of Rashi counts. And Rashi was able to write, and we said this many times, his explanation in the smallest, in the fewest words, in the smallest expression that's possible. And got his point across. And we cited a raya in the Gemara, in Baba Basra, we cited the proof, because there it says, Kan Nistalik Rashi, on the side of a Gemara, you have the explanation of Rashi on one side, and Tesis the other side. And in the middle, in the first Omid, first second Omid of, of Gemara, Chesk Sabatim, Baba Basra, the Perik Chesk Sabatim, it says, Kan Nistalik Rashi, Mekan Halim Pirish Ashbam. Here Rashi passed away, they don't have officially the rest of his explanations on that Perik. And henceforth is the Pirish of Rashbam, a grandchild. However, immediately you see the great difference of amount of vast spans that takes up the page when Rashbam tries to explain something versus Rashi, who had it in few words. So when Rashi adds now, quoting the person that he's quoting, he adds the actual name, although the Mishnah says that by quoting somebody's name, in their name, you bring the Geula. But here, it was more than just bringing the Geula. It was a direct explanation in addition to what he was saying. The debt in general, sorry, Rabbi Chama Barchanina, his opinion, his shita, she calls Eshagash Baruch Bikas Avram, Hay Inyan Shedumis Chasadim Bavad, Hayen Efshadum made Mizakaladim. Fact that Akash Baruch who came to visit Avram Avinu was only an act of goodness and kindness. And therefore teaches us that every single person needs to do and involve themselves in acts of goodness and kindness. And the hint is the connotation to this is hinted in his name. Chama, which is his name, Chama Bachanina. Chama is from the Lashon of Ri'ia to see. Vayera Elov Hashem. Hashem appeared. Barchanina is from the Lashon of Chanun Virachim, empathy, sympathy. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be a Chanun and a Rachum, compassionate and sympathetic, and to come and reveal himself to Avram Avinu, and to visit him and ask him, How are you doing? So therefore, as we said, it becomes a life lesson for each and every... Oh, I don't believe it. 
the Bulgaria was doing so well it just froze how wicked are you Let's see if we can get this in two parts. Hopefully, we behave to the end. A life lesson to each and every one of us: how to be kind and compassionate to our fellow Jew. Needless to say, many people. Many people find their life mission, find their goal in life, find what they're supposed to be doing to help a fellow Jew, or as they say in English, find their calling. Unfortunately, not everybody does. When not everybody does, there are people that just go through the motions from birth to death, 80, 90, 100, 150 years, doesn't matter. They don't make a dent in society, kiyuza, the smallest drop. They don't look to help a fellow person not even saying a fellow Jew a fellow human being they don't look to help they don't look to encourage to inspire etc and they have it within them to do so but not everybody recognizes that inner strength that they have then you have the people that just become very selfless. The total extreme opposite of selfish, selfless. Anything I can do for somebody else. Anything, anytime, the sky is the limit. And they mean it. And they reach out or sometimes they don't reach out it just crosses their path it crosses their path and they have an opportunity to stick out their hand, extend their hand and bring the person to them or to just allow it to keep going let somebody else pick this person up off their path for some people it's very very difficult because they get too personally involved they get too personally worked up and they get physically sick sometimes from it I've told the famous story of the Rebbe 
after in 78, 77, when, he, when the Rebbe suffered his heart attack, the doctors were very careful. After he went home already, weeks later, and he was getting back into the regular routine, the doctors, the Shemaskirim, became very, very weary of the whole thing, of his whole existence, and therefore would periodically come to visit and check up on the Rebbe. Physical checkups. Uh, not a full checkup, at least blood pressure. And one such occasion, the doctor came to check the Rebbe's blood pressure. But the Rebbe was busy. There was a tremendous amount of mail that came in that day. And the Rebbe was going through one letter at a time. And the Rebbe would read each and every letter. And the Rebbe painstakingly answered each and every letter. And the doctor said, I, I really have to go. I waited for quite a while. And the mask, the secretary went in and mentioned to the Rebbe that the doctor is waiting to check the Rebbe's blood pressure. The Rebbe said, fine, let him come in. When the Rebbe would sit and read letters, he would wear his glasses. The Rebbe was wearing his glasses on his face and holding a pan in his hand, a letter from a Jew. Where apparently the Jew was pouring out his heart to the Rebbe. And the doctor came in and the Rebbe gave the doctor his arm He's still reading. Put on the blood pressure cuff and started to pump and to pump and to pump and to pump and to pump. It started getting so high, doctor let out a gasp, which was obviously loud enough for the Rebbe to hear. At which point the Rebbe put down the letter, removed his glasses, and said to the doctor, now take it. The doctor took the blood pressure and the blood pressure was normal. So the Rebbe turned to the doctor and said to him, I'm holding the tzaddis of a yid in my hand. I'm holding the pain, the troubles of a Jew in my hand. You expect my blood pressure to be normal? I put it down, it's no longer part of me for the moment. You got me as a blood pressure, not the person's tzaddis. So, for many people, they get affected just as that. When they hear a problem, they hear the hurt of a fellow Jew, they become totally enveloped within it. They make it their own problem. They accept it on their own. And they literally try to take it away from the other person by doing that. And it doesn't have, you don't put an advertisement out, I want to hear your problems. Ashkach Pratis, Baruch finds and puts together a person that has something to talk about with the person that's compassionate and hears and listens. Then becomes the problem of the person that wants to talk and vent, they become withdrawn 
they're scared to tell. What will this person think of me? What will become of our connection? And obviously it's very, very, very difficult. Again. It's very difficult for a person to actually grasp that by voicing their pain, voicing their situation, to a given person, said person, that person might help them. And although they're not an actual peer of the person, but since they do want to know how you're doing, they do want to know what's the goodness, what is going on in your life. They want to know, they come to like HaKadosh Baruch Hu visits Avram and asks him, how are you doing? Even though he's not taking away any part of the sickness because he was not a fellow peer, but he did hear him out. And by hearing him out, he made things that much better. So yes, people are frightened to disclose, people are frightened to open up and to talk. But you don't go and sit and talk on a public forum in front of hundreds of people and tell them your story in life. If you have that confidant, as we call them, and you feel comfortable and you build up a rapport with them, This is what HaKadosh Baruch is teaching us. The visit in order to make the person feel better. We see that that Avram, as we said before, saw the three people and he ran to them. And from here we learn out, says the Rambam, it is greater to welcome guests than to welcome the Shekhinah himself, the God Almighty himself. And he cites the Pasuk which states, Vayar he saw and there were three people. Behold, there were three people. Uh, Rambam, explain this a minute. Why are you only telling me the first part of the Pasuk? He saw the three people. And you don't add, etc. Referring to the rest of the Pasuk, at least. The fact that he welcomed guests, and that it's greater than greeting God, comes out, we derive that from the end, from the continuation. Where Avram tells HaKadosh Baruch excuse me a moment, I have to greet my guests. <coughs> that's where we can derive the greatness of Achnas HaSarachim over even greeting the Shina. Perhaps we can explain this. That although the greeting of guests isn't the continuation of the Pasuk, 
the greatness of Aknasas of greeting guests, is derived from what we say and what we see, he saw the three men. Because technically it doesn't make sense. How is it possible that when Akash Baruch Hu reveals himself to Avram Avinu, and in the middle of involving himself with talking to God Almighty Himself, he noticed those three people. Had ADHD, or ADD, or whatever it is. Couldn't concentrate while God was talking to him. God Himself is talking to him. How did his eyes and mind wander to see these three people coming? Not enough that he was sitting in front of a cousin. Oh my gosh. Definitely got to get a new computer. Not enough that he was sitting in front of a cousin. He didn't stand up for a cousin. But he just walked off on a cousin. And left him standing there. Left him waiting. technically makes no sense. Still in all, the fact that if somebody interrupts in the middle of saying Shmanesha, oh, that's it, the video has finished itself off. Okay. Somebody in fact saying Shmanesha five parts I hope he needs to feel himself standing in front of God himself so much more so in the case here where he's actually in front of God himself therefore we have to say that that it's greater to greet guests than to welcome the face of the Shekinah and therefore now that moment that Avram Avinu accepts and receives the face of the Shekhinah and he sees Shtesha Anoshim in order to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of so whereas he's being, he's accepting he's welcoming HaKadosh Baruch by talking to him but greater than that is he saw guests which makes a greater Mitzvah three angels came and they sit down with Avram and they ask they say to him where's Sarah your wife from here we learn when a person comes in to a household they ask about the wife What did it teach us though? Why did they not see her? Because she was at Sinua. She was humble. She was modest. Abiyasi Bachanina says he wanted to give her Keshel Bracha. 
blessing the the cup of wine that he had blessed on, being an angel, he wanted to pour for her as well. So in other words, when the angel said, Aye Sara, where is Sara? Rashi explains these three different explanations. That one, you ask about the wife, to tell us that she was Sinu, and that's why they couldn't see her. It's an endearment to her husband. And thirdly, in order to give her the Kresha Bracha. Why are these things written in this order? And it doesn't say, another explanation. It gives the three explanations, one within the other. It doesn't say, others say. Many places where Rashi brings a second explanation, he'll use the words, another explanation, or another explanation. In other words, Rashi says, all three are in essence one. Before Rashi explains that this which it says, Vayemer, Vinebein, the Sara Yishtecha, and he said, Your wife Sara will have a boy, single, teaches us, doesn't say Vayemeru, they said, it says, he said, only one Malach had that mission. As I said before, a Malach doesn't do two missions. The third Malach, each one of the three had their own mission. One was to tell Sarah she's going to have a son. One was to turn over the city of Sadaim. And one was to heal Avram. In that case, why does it say Vayemiru love? They all spoke to Avram in plural. All three of them asked Ayesarishtecha. One Malach should have been the spokesman and asked where she is. Was it a choir here? They said, Where's Sarah your wife? Therefore Ashi explains the three reasons. Because the truth is there are three different explanations. But since they were asked by three different angels, each one of them had their answer, their question answered in their way, in their level. But as we said, Why was he sitting in the tent, the door of the tent, looking for passerbys? See something unbelievable about Avram Vina's behavior. 99 years old. Third day after his bris. And he's sitting, looking, maybe he'll find a guest. To give him food, to give him drink. To get him to say, blessed is the one that said and made the world. This too is a tremendous lesson in our lives.
somebody who's already involved himself many years of bringing Jews closer to God in heaven and sees fruits from this and many Jews became closer to God through these people he can't stop and think and become complacent it's time for a vacation it's time for a rest it's time to retire even a little bit He must continue, persevere, apply himself to the fullest. Perhaps there's not one more Jew that's waiting for him. Perhaps there's one more Jew that's expecting and needs to hear from him how they can be helped. The Pasik tells us, what did he tell them? Vayikra there he called out the name of God God of the world from here we learn he keeps score at home it's Gemara and Saita I believe uh, I think it's Davyud Amir Aleph that Avram Avinu planted these words into the mouth of everyone that passed by, every passerby. We said before, he stood them up to bench after they ate, and they, they stood up, sorry, to bless him and to thank him for his food, and he would tell them, You ate mine? You ate of God's. Praise Him. Praise and bless the one that said, and the world became. <laughs> the Madish brings down, I said before, that if they didn't want, they had to pay a big price. What's this whole story? <laughs> Why was he forcing people? If they didn't say it on their own, what is it worth? Why force them? So perhaps we could say, every person, even a non-Jew, a ben Nayak, has the capacity to reach and to recognize the concept of Yesh Balabayis Levita Zul. There is an owner there is somebody that owns and runs this world. Thank you. Tiskalimitsis. And therefore, the 99-year-old Avram Avinu was still involving in his daily routine, involving himself to spread godliness verbally to every passerby through explaining to them godliness in a way that they can understand it in a clear language as Ramam says he would let each and everyone know according to their 
capacity of their mind. He would teach them until they returned to the proper way, to the path of God. When Avram saw that these people didn't get affected by the explanations and didn't come to recognize the one that has said and brought the world about, he saw how unfortunate, coarse and crass, crass they were. That they couldn't accept even his words. The Holy Zaya says, Our delay salik bay, Nehera mevachinle, Chuli. Gufa delay the salik bay, Nehera chuli mevachinle. Shemevachin, Mitzarim is a goof. When one doesn't accept it, cannot, cannot grasp it, it's recommended that we literally force feed it, or let's say beat it into them, so that they nullify and they peel away all the foreign subject matter and all the foreign thoughts and mind frames that push them away from godliness and they become purified and elevated totally physically they become totally spiritual and therefore Avram would ask them for a tremendous amount of money as if he's beating it out of them he broke their coarseness he broke their harshness he broke their hardships and thereby peeling away anything that was holding them back in this physical mundane world. And his words were then able to affect the way it should. And they recognize Yesh Balabayas, the Birazu, there is an owner to this home, to this castle, to this palace, being the world. May we merit to see that and to learn all our lessons from Abraham Avinu and reach out and help and the truth being told sometimes we have to reach out to get helped and when we do that and we really reach out and we allow ourselves and we apply ourselves totally we are helping in the big picture because Baruch should help each and every one of us to have all that we require all that we need in a way of plenty and goodness and in kindness, ultimate goodness with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, Kashabas to all.